This week we're going to, this is the first Sunday of the year and this is one of those Sundays where most pastors challenge their people. And I, I want to challenge you, but I, but I also want to encourage you and maybe also provide a, a compass, a roadmap in the middle of our journey. Uh, I'm calling this this morning the journey and, and my subtitle is Where Are You Going? Where are you going? Every one of us, every person in this room, all of us are pursuing a destiny with every step we take. We're all on a journey, whether you realize it or not. And God has etched destiny in all of our spirits and our soul. He's he's written out a destiny, and he's placed it within every one of us. And it's engraved in really big, bold letters. And there's an emptiness there if it's not fulfilled. And maybe you're here this morning, and there's 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 a huge emptiness. Maybe you're here this morning, and there's just a tinge. Maybe it's not a lot, but you know you're not where you need to be yet. And maybe you're here, and you're saying, Brother, I'm just, I'm wandering around. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. But that emptiness is, is a thirst, and it can't be quenched. I'm going to tell you that. It can't be quenched until you begin to pursue what God placed you on this planet to pursue. You can pursue everything else. You can pursue fame and fortune and drugs and, and experiences, but none of those things will satisfy you until you experience the fullness of who God is. And the fullness of what he made you and who he made you to be. And so that, that destiny is a unique destiny. It's a, it's a one of a kind, especially designed for you destiny. Now I know people that, that don't believe that. But I believe God designed every one of us with a unique destiny. I don't think your destiny is my destiny. Some of the things are similar and they go along. But, but God has something that he wants you to do that he's created you to do, that only you can do it. And only you can do it to the level that God wants it done. It's, it's a unique destiny. It's an amazing destiny. And by that I mean it's absolutely unimaginable. I can't describe it to you. There's no words to adequately describe it. And, and really, once you begin to walk out that destiny, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to fully comprehend it. I mean, you may understand what it is. But how you're going to get there is incomprehensible. But God knows. God has a destiny like that for you. It's yours. It's a gift that God gives every one of His children. And it's God's desire that each of us, every one of you, and and including me, we step into that destiny. And as you step into that destiny... You become a fuller picture of who Jesus is. You begin to look like Jesus. And you become a living mirror of God's grace and His love. And what happens is you come alive. Okay? And I don't mean you're breathing. I mean fully alive. Every cylinder's hitting. Every every cell, uh, those synapses, those electrical components in your cellular part of you are shooting and they're connecting and, and you're fully alive. And no matter, and that, that life is there no matter what circumstance or what situation you find yourself in. So let me ask you a question this morning. Let me ask all of us this question. Where are you going? Where are you headed? What direction are you in? 
Are you walking in your destiny? Are you pursuing God with every step you take? Or are you wandering around in desperation and despair? Maybe you're just not sure. Maybe you're not sure where you're going. Maybe you're not sure if, am I walking out my destiny? Am I doing what God wants me to? If that's the case, then you're at a crossroads this morning. Now, most of you know what a crossroads is. A crossroads is where two roads intersect, okay? If you go down this hill, when you hit that stop sign, that's a crossroad. It's a T. It's really what it is. Now, crossroads is, is a transition. It's a movement from the old to the new. From the old state, from the old phase, from the old road to the new one. And a transition is a journey from one place to another. And that journey ultimately leads you to a destination, to a destiny. Your journey can lead you to, God, to a God-sized dream or ultimately lead you into your destiny. Or your journey can lead you into to despair. It can lead you into a destiny that you make or one that, 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 that's not very big. Your destiny is either going to be fulfilling and life-giving or it's going to be empty, a failure, and it's going to smother you. But either way, it's going to be yours, okay? That's just reality. It's going to be yours and you make the choice. Every person in this room has a destiny. Every person in this room has a God-sized dream. They have a a God-sized desire, a God-sized potential. Let me put it that way. Etched in their spiritual DNA. Etched in their soul and their spirit. And a part of that destiny is to do what you were designed to do. What you were made to do. You were designed, and I mentioned this a few moments ago, but you were designed to do something better than anyone else who's ever lived. That's why God made you. You may not believe that. You may be struggling with where you're at and the situation that you're in. But listen to me. God created you for a reason. You're not here by accident. You're here by purpose. Every person in this room. No one else can do what you've been designed to do. Like you can do it. But listen to me. Until you fully comprehend that destiny until you walk daily with God you're not going to accomplish that destiny to reach that dream to reach that desire to, 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 to unveil that potential to walk into that destiny you have to take the journey and that's what we want to talk about today so I want to ask you again where are you going what's your destination every one of us this morning stand at a crossroads we will determine at, in a few moments, in a few days, in a few weeks, which direction we go. Listen to me, you can't go back. The past is past. If you've passed it, it's in the rearview mirror. It's, it's history. 2015 is done. 2016 lies ahead of us. Which way are we going to go? But listen to me, you can go forward. You can move forward. You can either go to the left, you can go to the right, or you can continue straight ahead depending on which way God leads you. 
Genesis chapter 12. We're going to look at the story of Abram this morning for a few minutes. In Genesis chapter 12, there's a story of a, of a man who stood at the crossroads. Another man who, who was a man of destiny. Abram is his name. We know him as Abraham. Later, uh, in a few chapters over, his name will become Abraham, the father of many, the father of the nations. But right now, he's just Abram. He's just Abram. I want to read Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. This is one of the greatest promises that God has ever made to a human being. But I want you to listen to me here for just a moment. God has some promises for every one of you. And they're just as life-altering, just as world-changing as these promises that he gave to Abram. Verse 1, it says, Now Abram, or the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. And I will make your name great so that you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and the ones who curse you I will curse. And in all the families of the earth will be blessed in other words, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I love what this verse says, and God said to Abram. God spoke to Abram. And listen to me, God still speaks. He, he, never, he never stopped speaking. All through the Old Testament and the New Testament, God speaks. I don't know why we've, we've believed that God doesn't speak anymore. God speaks. And when God speaks, he has something important to say. And he, he gives Abraham, he gives him a command. He says, I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your relatives. And I want you to leave your father's house. And I want you to go somewhere and I'll show you how to get there. And as you do this, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to give you, uh, you'll be a blessing, and I'm going to give you a, a land. Basically what he promises in this text is a, is a land, a seed, and a blessing. And by the seed I mean he's going to make him a great nation. He's going to give him many descendants. Imagine a promise like that. Just imagine that. I mean, you're just wandering around in Ur of the Chaldees, you know, checking the, the sheep, looking at the goats looking at your cows and checking on the camels occasionally, and all of a sudden you hear the voice of God. See, Abram's heart was open to God. He was open to God, and God spoke to him, and he gives him this promise, and he gives him this opportunity, and he gives him a destiny. But Abram has a choice to make. Everything he knows, everything he owns, his roots, who he is, where he came from, his family for who knows how many generations had lived in that place. And God says, I want you to leave all that. I don't want you to go on a journey with me. He's got a choice to make. Everybody in this room has a choice to make this morning. Abraham has to leave it all. Or he can hang on to what he has and dream about what might have been. And folks, that's basically the choice each one of us have. <coughs> we can follow God and do what God's calling us to do or we can dream about it. I know a lot of dreamers. A lot of people who said, well, it could have, would have, should have 
been this or this or this. I don't know but a few people who are willing to take that step out there with God. That's a scary place. Amen. I mean, let's just be real honest here this morning. That's a scary place. You mean, God, you want me to leave my family? You want me to leave my, my country? You want me to leave everything I know? You want me to leave uh, the place, I'm in my business? You want me to liquidate? And, and you want me to go with you? Where are we going? I mean, that's the question that comes to my mind. Well, Lord, where are we going? That's not what, what God, that's not what Abram asked. And that's not what God says. He says, you go with me to a land I will show you. In other words, I'll look at the map, you just drive. How many of you would get on that cruise ship? Very few people would. But he has a choice to make. He can go or he can stay. How many of you know what an empty dream looks like? That's one of those things that woulda, shoulda, or coulda, but didn't because I chose not to. See, Abraham, he's, he's standing there, he's looking there. How many of you know what failure is? You ever stepped out and just stepped in it? And it didn't work out like you thought it was going to work out? I mean, all of us have done that. And that's why very often when God says, hey, I want you to come with me, we go, hmm, not sure I want to do that, God. The last time I tried this, I messed up. That's not what Abram does. How many of you are disappointed? How many of you are discouraged? How many of you are looking back over the course of your life at what would have, should have, or could have happened? I love what Genesis chapter 12 verse 4 says. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. Abraham made a decision. I'm going to call him Abraham, okay? It's just easier. I'm struggling. I can't get Abram out this morning, okay? Y'all know, you know what the text says. Abraham made a decision. He began the journey that literally would take him into his destiny. So let's look at the road map. Because every journey needs a map. The first thing that we see here in this passage is that decisions determine direction. Let me say that again. Decisions determine directions. A decision ultimately determines your destiny. It may be a series of decisions or it may be a decision. One single one. This single decision forged Abram's destiny. He went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. Some of you right now are are miserable. You're miserable in what you're doing. You're miserable in where you're at. Some of you are comfortable and you're satisfied where you're at. And some of you are restless thinking there's got to be more to life than this. Those are basically the three conditions that we human beings find ourselves in. We find ourselves frustrated. We find ourselves satisfied. Or we find ourselves longing for more. Decisions determine where you go. And there are some of you in this room right now that you have no idea where you're going. If I were to ask you, where are you going, sir? Ma'am, where are you going? You would kind of look at me with that blank stare. Y'all know the blank stare. That's when you ask your kids something, they just kind of look at you. 
Where are you going right now? Maybe you would answer, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, that brings me to another question. If you don't know where you're going, how will you ever know when you arrive? Okay? If you don't know where you're going, how will you know when you arrive? Without a decision, listen to me, you stay exactly where you are. The reality is that you're exactly where you are unless you make a decision to change directions. Where you are is where you stay until you decide to do something different. Have you ever wondered where you are right now? Think about that for a minute. It may have a name. It may be called nowhere. You don't know where nowhere is? If you're nowhere, just look around. Okay? You'll know what it looks like. God wants us to go somewhere. Abram was headed for a land that God was going to give him. Listen to me, I'm going to say it again. Decisions determine direction. Too often, we allow other things to determine our directions instead of our own decisions. We let distress We let difficulty, we let discomfort, we let dissatisfaction or disappointment spur us into making a a decision that we really don't need to make. Or we allow somebody else. I don't mean this in an ugly way, but I mean this straight up from the bottom of my heart. We let another person whose destiny is different from ours or who has no clue that they even have a destiny, much less that we have one, make the decisions for what we do or, the, or where we go. We let somebody else make our decisions. Listen, don't allow somebody else to make your decision. Don't allow circumstances to make your decisions. Make it based on the direction that God is calling you on this journey. Why would you allow somebody else who's trapped in nowhere to tell you what direction to go? How can they tell you any direction to go if they don't know anything but nowhere? Does that make sense? I'm, I'm, it's not a, I'm not trying to be funny with words here. I'm just saying, if they're wandering around in nowhere, they don't have a clue where somewhere is. Listen, our decisions determine our directions. There's a, I read this, um, it's part of a poem. It was written two or three hundred years ago by a guy named John Oxenham. And it says, To every man there openeth a way, and ways and a way. And some men climb to the highway, and some men grope below, and in between on the misty flats, the rest drift to and fro. To every man there openeth a highway and a low, and every man decideth which way his soul shall go. Folks, our decisions determine our directions. But not only do our decisions determine our directions, our directions determine our destination. Genesis Chapter 12, verse 5, just the, the, the B part of it says, They set out for the land of Canaan. They set out for the land of Canaan. Which way you go is very, very important. The right directions are essential to reach the correct destination. If I don't have the right directions, I can't get where I'm going. Have any of you ever been lost? Now, I know none of the men are going to admit that. 
because we won't stop and ask directions. But I can remember when Kathy and I were dating, we went to the fair. Now, that was a big deal way back when, okay? And we came out, I mean, I'd been to the fairgrounds, but I only knew one way in and one way out. And, and they parked us in a place I understood, but when we came out, instead of letting me turn the way I knew, the guy turned me this way. And we drove, and we drove, and we drove, and we drove, and it got darker and darker and darker, and I had no clue even what direction we were going. And I saw some names of some places that I really knew I didn't need to be. And finally I stopped and asked directions. I was 15 miles away from the highway. And I would have never found my way back to Bradford, Alabama had I kept going the other direction. I was lost. I, I didn't have the right directions. I, I, sh I share this, this funny story with you. This one's even funnier. But uh, let me give you an example of what wrong directions do. Several years ago, the, uh, the Department of the Interior trapped as many migratory birds as they could in the U.S. They wanted to, to see where the birds were migrating to, where they were going to and fro. And so they tagged them with metal strips that read W-A-S-H, period, B-I-O-L, period, S-U-R-V. I think I got it up here. This, this was what was on the tag. And it stood for the Washington Biological Survey. Now, over time, that code was changed. And the reason it was changed is because, as the story goes, there was a farmer from Arkansas who sent a letter to the department. He said, Dear sirs, I shot one of your crows. My wife followed the cooking instructions attached. <laughs> she washed it, she boiled it, and she served it. It was one of the worst things we ever ate. See, he missed the directions. He missed the directions. All of us at times miss the directions. It gets funnier as you, as you kind of look at it. Maybe you've got some bad directions in life and you're going the wrong direction. Listen, this morning you're standing at a crossroads. And either you're either on a road or you're in a rut. You say, well, what's the difference? Well, listen, a road is a pathway to a destination. A rut is a grave with the ends kicked out of it. Okay? Some of you are miserable. And, and, and those roads that, that you're looking at, those ruts that you're in, those roads are built to take you. They're built to take you places that you could never go. But you know what ruts? You know how ruts are formed? They're from, formed from doing the same thing over and over and over. If you're miserable this morning and you're not fulfilled and, and you feel like a dead man or a, a dead woman walking, and by that I mean somebody who's, who's heading from death row to the, to, the, to the execution, then maybe you're not traveling on a road at all. Maybe it's a rut. Okay? Maybe it's a rut. Listen to me, you don't fall into ruts. You create ruts by doing the same thing over and over and over. There's a very simple principle of life that says this. If you continue to do the same thing over and over, the same way you will always get the same results. 
Let me say that again. If you do the same thing over and over the same way, you will always get the same results. That is also the definition for somebody who thinks you can do the same thing over and over and get a new results. That's the definition of idiocy. Okay? Ruts are created by doing the same thing over and over and over. Maybe you're tired this morning. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're just lost. Then you've got to change directions. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 says, There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the ways of death. It seems right. It sounded good when, when, when so-and-so told me this. It looked like the right thing to do. It just feels right. Somebody told me it was right. And listen to me, some of you have listened to men and women give you directions to a place they have never been, nor are they headed toward, okay? I've sat and I've listened to people that had no clue about what they were talking about because they had no relationship with who they were talking about. And listen, if, if a person has no relationship with, with God, they can't tell you what God's like. In fact, all they can tell you is about what they have experienced, I just say this humbly to you, but most preachers, including myself, we are preaching about things we've read out of the book. It's true. But for many, they've never experienced what grace is like. They've not experienced what genuine love is like. They, 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 they can't remember what it's like to be, to be a, a, a reprobate. Or, or to, to fall into sin. They can't remember that. Folks, I don't want directions from somebody like that. Because they will send me somewhere I don't need to go. Nor do I want to go. So we've listened to people who, who've, who've never been to the place they're sending us. And listen, if, if somebody's on the wrong road or they're lost or they're broken down, I don't want their directions. Because they don't know where they're going or they would already be there. Does that, does that make sense? I'm just kind of, I just think that way. But we've listened to people give us directions that they've never been. And if somebody has never been where you're going, they're not walking the path that you're on. How can they tell you what to do? The only way you can learn to do that is to listen to God. The best we can do as individuals is to point out dangers and, and, and pitfalls. Listen, I, I remember when, when I was, was praying through and, and, and considering planning this church. I called some friends of mine who had planted a church in Tuscaloosa. And I said, tell me what to do. And these were young guys, okay? And, and to, 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 to their... To their intelligence, this is what they told me. Brother, we can't tell you what to do, but we can tell you everything wrong not to do because we've done everything wrong. And I learned a lot from them. They pointed me at the, at the road sign so that if I saw this or, or I encountered this, I'd know I wasn't on the right path. They didn't tell me about, okay, if you do this, brother, and this, this, and this, and this, everything will work out fine. That's not what they said. Look, we don't know the right things. We're just learning them. Folks, the best we can do is point out dangers and pitfalls that we ourselves have fallen in or what we've seen. Only the Holy Spirit and only God and His Word can lead us 
to our destination. Jesus said it very plainly in John chapter 14, verse 6. You're, you're all familiar with this. Jesus says, I am the way. I'm the way. He didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way. The meaning the only way. There is no other way. You won't get there if you take another road. Listen, I can tell you from experience that if you turn on a wrong road, it doesn't matter how many miles you drive in the direction, you will never get to the destination you were headed to because I have done that. Okay? I drove 50 miles in the wrong direction coming back from, from Disneyland one day, arguing with the signs. Everybody asleep in the car except me. Arguing with the signs. There's no way Brunswick, Georgia is just 30 miles ahead. I'm going in the opposite direction. Well, the land flattened out and the palmettas started to pop up and the pine trees got really tall and that road sign, the mileage got Shorter and shorter and shorter until Brunswick city limits. And then I had, to de- I had to make a decision. Nelson, you're going the wrong direction. And folks, you can tell yourself you're on the right road, but if you're not on the right road, you're not on the right road. And you will never get to your destination. You won't arrive there. You won't live in your destiny. The direction always determines the destination. Even if you're going nowhere, Listen to me, even if you're going nowhere, you will arrive there. Listen to me this morning. If you've lost your direction, just ask God for the map. If you'll just listen to the, the GPS that God gives us. Most of you know what a GPS is. It's a, it's a global positioning system that tells you exactly where to turn. God's given us that called his holy spirit his holy spirit the holy spirit's the one that that tells us where to go god's given us a a a a gps and he lives inside of us and if we'll listen to the holy spirit we will arrive at the destination that god desires the destination of our dreams the destination of our or literally our destiny destiny but you got to remember this decisions determine directions Directions determine destination, but destinations determine destiny. Let me say that again. Destinations determine destiny. Look at Genesis chapter 12, the latter part of verse 5. It says, Thus they came to the land of Canaan. And Abram passed through the land as far as the oaks of Moreh. Now the Canaanite was then in the land, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. Abraham makes a decision. He heads, he gets the right direction. He ends up at the destination that God had for him. And when he gets there, God gives him a picture of what his destiny is going to be. You see, his destiny did not end at the end of his life. His destiny continues. We are recipients of the destiny of Abraham. We are participants in that. He says, To your descendants, I will give this land. I don't know whether you realize this or not, but what you're doing right now will determine in five years where you are. That's a sobering fact. What you're doing right now will determine where you are five years from now. You will always arrive at the destination you are traveling to. Now, I've mentioned nowhere. 
But I want, I want to be a little more specific about nowhere. Nowhere is a shadowy place where the scenery never changes. It's like Groundhog Day over and over and over and over. Listen, if you're going nowhere, you probably have already arrived there. Look around. Where you're at is what nowhere looks like. You know what? Nowhere can look like a six-figure income. It can be a big house on the end of the cul-de-sac. It can be the job to die for. But if it's not your destiny, it's nowhere. Nowhere requires absolutely no planning on your part and very little effort to get there. And listen to me, it takes absolutely no effort to stay there. So if you're trapped in nowhere, you're going to have to make a decision. But there's also another place that you can be, and it's called somewhere, or excuse me, anywhere. Anywhere is the same as I don't care where. Anywhere. It's a place of continuous travel. You'll always be traveling, but never arriving because it doesn't really matter to you anyway. How many of you remember the story of Alice in Wonderland? few of you have read that. Alice is on the road in the story, and she's, she comes to an intersection. And that, at that intersection, there are several different directions she go, could go, but, but she's never been there before. And so she asked the Cheshire cat, and most of you know the Cheshire cat. He's the cat with a big smile, okay? She says, Cheshire, will you tell me please which way I ought to go from here? That depends a great deal on where you want to go to, says the cat. Listen to her response. I don't care where, replied Alice. Then the cat replies, then it doesn't matter which way you go. If you don't care which way you go, hey, you don't have to ask directions, just drive. But you'll never get anywhere. You'll always be looking for it. There's a third option. It's just simply somewhere. Somewhere is the place of your destiny. If you don't like the scenery of your life, choose a new destination. Don't just follow. Take the lead. I know some of you are saying, well, you know what? I'm not a leader. Well, if you're not a leader in your destiny, you will follow somebody else and you will never experience yours. All you'll get to see is theirs. Take the lead. Let me give you an example of, of what I mean by, by what following can lead to. There was a, a headstone in a British cemetery that, say, that says these words. It says, pause my friend as you walk by. As you are now, so once was I. As I am now, so you will be. Prepare my friend to follow me. Now that's a pretty heavy message. Somebody scrawled on the bottom, a visitor to the cemetery. They said, to follow you is not my intent until I know which way you went. So we have been trained to mindlessly follow. I look at our culture, and I look at, at younger generations, and they just accept what the parrot heads say on the news. They accept what the politician parrot heads say on TV. They just accept it. They do not think. Folks, I am not following that stuff into a pit. God gave me a brain and a mind to think with. 
to reason and, and to compare what Scripture says to what is said here. And listen, right is never wrong, and wrong is never right. The Bible says there will come a day when they will call evil good. We live in it. Evil is never good. No matter what form it takes, no matter how uh, generous it is, no matter how gracious it is, it is still evil. And we need to be able to discern what that is. We don't need to just follow. I've watched, I, I, I can remember watching and listening and reading about the the Native Americans and how they would hunt buffalo. They would drive the buffalo into herds and they would guide them. It was hard for them to kill them with their bows and their arrows, so the best way they could do that was they would run them off embankments. One buffalo would take off and all the other ones would follow, and guess what? One right after another, right off the bank. Folks, that's what we're doing. Not just as people in our culture, but as believers. We're following the person ahead of us instead of listening to God. Destiny is not determined by chance. I want you to hear me when I say this because there's a whole lot of new age stuff and yin and yang and all that other stuff that will tell you that it's, it's chance. It's not chance. Destiny is determined by your choices. Okay? You become who you choose to be. If you choose to be who God made you to be, you will be more than you can believe. But if you don't choose, you won't. Destiny is determined by cho- not by chances, but by choices. I want to ask you these questions this morning, and I'm, I'm basically, I'll be done in just a moment. If you could do anything, anything, what would you do? What would you do? If you could be anything, what would you be? What do you dream about doing? What do you dream about being? What do you dream about being a part of? What spins your wheels? What cranks your engine? What excites you? What makes you so excited that you would do it for free? Listen to me. The answer to those questions might just lead you to your destination. They might be the ones that God has planted in you and intends for you to arrive at. Because it's that place where you become fully alive. You say, well, Nelson, I've got family. I've got responsibilities. I've got, I've got, I've got. You know what? Abraham could have said that. God, I've got a family. I've got a business. I've got herds. I've got responsibilities. I've got, I've got, I've got. That's not what he's saying. He said, put a for sale sign on the house. Liquidate the business. Pack your bags. We're going with God. Where are you going, Abram? I don't know, but God's going to show me. Folks, that is the place he's called each one of us to walk in. It's, it's, there's an uncertainty factor there, but not on God's part. It's just on our part. And day by day, as I walk with him, he opens the doors and I see more of what he had for me. I see more of the destiny that he, he has, and I become fully more alive every day. 
Folks, fully alive is our destiny. And listen, what that looks like is going to be different for every one of us. Every one of us. You say, why is it going to be different? Because we're all different. God made us different. God likes difference. He doesn't like one style fits all. He didn't make cookie cutter Christians. He made people in His image and in His likeness. He likes variety. None of y'all want to be like me, okay? I'm just telling you, you don't. But you know what? I've gotten to that place where I don't want to be like anybody else. There are days I struggle with me. But then there are days where, you know what? I like me. A little bit. And I like where God's got me. Although I don't understand how I got there or where I'm going sometimes. I I, I don't want to be anybody else. I don't want to look like anybody else. I don't want to talk like anybody else. I don't want to teach or preach or do ministry like anybody else because God has a destiny for me. And if I get caught up in all that other stuff, I'll miss what he has for me. And what he has for me is just as cool. It's just as big. It's just as life-changing as what he had for Abram. And listen to me. What he has for you is equally so. It's just as dynamic. It will have just as long-lasting results if you walk into it fully. Rest assured, God desires that each one of us get to our destiny and that we walk in it. Folks, our destination really does determine our destiny. This morning, every one of us is on a journey. Every one of us. We're going somewhere. Or we're going anywhere. Or we're going nowhere. Those are the choices. And all of us need a map. And if you didn't get anything else this morning, get this. Our destination determines our destiny. Our direction determines our destination. Our destination determines our destiny. And ultimately, our destiny determines whether we live in freedom or in bondage. I've lived in bondage most of my life. I forged my own change. Okay? Jesus broke them off. But I wandered around in broken chains for a long time until I realized that I could be completely free. That all I had to do was pick my big feet up and step out of them and quit looking at everybody else and worried about what they were doing and just put my eyes on Him and follow Him. Folks, that's what God's calling every one of us to do this year. If we'll follow Him individually, we'll get where He wants us to go corporately as a church. The world is looking for what, it, what the sons of God look like and the daughters of God look like. That's what uh, Romans chapter 8 says, that, that, are, that, that, that the sons of God are going to be revealed. That there are going to be some, some folks that there's no question, those are God's kids. Folks, that's what I desire in my own life. And that's what I desire in, a, in pastoring a church. That's why one of the reasons I planted a church is because I wanted to see God raise up His kids. And his kids walk in their destiny. And his kids understand what their destiny was. Too many of us wander around thinking, why am I here? You're here because God put you here to do something that only you and God can do. 
If you don't do it, it won't get done like it needs to get done. Folks, all of us have a destiny. All of us are on a journey. We're at the crossroads this morning. We've got to determine which way we're going, right, left, or straight ahead. If you're on that road and you know you're walking out God's destiny, go straight. But if you're not, if you're confused and you're not sure, don't keep going in the same direction. Take a right or take a left. You've got two choices. Listen to which way God says. There's nothing wrong with the left. There's nothing wrong with the right if God leads you in that direction. Follow Him this morning. Because when you do, you will begin to come alive. Okay? And more than anything else, the world needs to see what a living, breathing, little Jesus Christ looks like. That's what we're called to be, folks. That that may bother you, but we're called Christians. And there's a reason. In, in Antioch, the, the pagans made fun of the people that were a part of what they call the way. Remember Jesus said, I am the way? Well, they were a part of the way. Well, the pagans in Antioch called them Christians, little Christs, because they act just like Jesus. Would to God that the world called us Christians because we acted like Jesus instead of a label that's been hung on us. Or that we've hung on ourselves. Folks, God is calling us to walk like Jesus. He's calling us to step into our destiny. And become all that He's called us to be. The only way we can do that is it begins with a decision. You say, well, what's, what's that decision? I don't know what your decision is. It may be right. It may be left. It may be straight ahead. It may be, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going somewhere. It may be I'm trapped in nowhere. I'm going somewhere. It may be, you know what, I'm confused and I don't have a clue what's going on. I'm going to look for God to show me. I'm going to sit down and be quiet. I'm going to start listen, stop listening to all the voices that are chattering around me. And I'm going to listen to the voice who knows where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm not just going to listen when I hear what He tells me to do. I'm going to make a decision. Because when I make that decision, then I start out on a new path. You know what? Abram could have sat in his chair and watched the sun rise and the sun set to the end of his life. And he would never have gotten to Canaan. He could have listened to the naysayers. He could have listened to those people that said, oh man, you're a fool. You're, 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 you're old. Let the younger guys do it. But he didn't. He loaded up his household. And they moved out. They made a decision. And because they made a decision, and because they followed God's directions, they ended up at the destination God had for them. And like I said, God said, He said, to your descendants, I will give this land. Those descendants would have never gotten that land had Abram not have gotten up and gone. And there are some things, folks, that our descendants, if the Lord tarries, will not receive because we have done nothing. My desire as a father, as a pastor, is for the next generation not to have to figure out all the things I learned because I kept them to myself. 
My desire is that they know everything I learned and that my ceiling was their floor. What I learned and what it took me so long to get to, and I couldn't go any further, they started there and went on. And folks, if that happens, the church will reclaim what she had in the New Testament. And she'll begin to walk in power. And she'll be, begin to walk in, 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 in the same way that Jesus walked. But it has to start somewhere, and it has to start with somebody. If not, now when? And if not, you who? Let's pray. Father, this morning. For more information on Eagles Wing Church, visit our website at www.eagleswingchurch.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Eagles Wing Church. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week.